Hello, and welcome to the Christian Life Austin Sunday morning message. Today, we welcome former Houston Oilers tight end and proclaimed pastor Mike Barber as he speaks about life's supplements. Lord, thank you so much for this honor, this amazing privilege. Lord, I ask that you'll take me and use me that... uh, that I may leave this congregation through you, Lord God, feeling nourished, refreshed, changed, and charged. Lord, I pray that this message not just hit them, but Lord, this message belongs to them. I give you the praise and the honor. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen, amen and Amen. You may be seated if you like, or you can stand up, do whatever you want to do. I don't care. I really don't. All I know is that I am honored to be here. Uh, you know, I, my son and I, this is an honest truth. Just this past week, uh, I was telling my son that I'm getting to go back and be with Pastor Rex, who I call coach. And my son, who he's now a year and a half into his new church. And uh, we're running over 300 already, and we're blessed for that. And the church, the church is right literally in the middle of the third ward, which out of the third ward, uh, uh, over a fourth of the total Texas prison population comes from that one area. It's a very rough area. And so on... We we were talking about, okay, well, this Sunday, you know, I'm going to be with Coach, and you're going to be there. So we always have this competition about who will get more people saved. And he texted me this morning because he gets there. We have to have two services now on Sunday morning. and uh, But he will walk the streets in the middle of the third ward, and he let me know. He said, Dad, I've already got two saved, and I'm bringing them to church with me. And, and, uh, but he asked me this question. So help me. He said, dad, he said, if, if coach's church was in Houston, uh, where would you go? And I said, well, it's not in Houston. <laughs> and I said, I'll leave it at that, you know? And, uh, so anyway, I, I, I am, I'm, I'm just, uh, just overjoyed to be here. Uh, I've been in Cthulhu the last three days, a uh, good way south of uh, San Antonio, and uh, had, a, had a great prison outreach there. And I think the total population in that particular prison is around 600. And the officials told me that we had a little over 90% of the total population in our services uh, through the weekend. And... So thankful about that. It's it's just a, a privilege and a joy. You, you know, thank God it's the it's the football season again. Just thank God. And you know, just watching Christian television again the other day in my recliner, ESPN, um, <laughs> and just hearing them talking about it and and, and things and. And uh, I just reminisce, and, and I'm hearing all the coaches now talking about doing the same thing over and over and over. It's not how much you do, it's what you do with what you know. 
and just taking the same thing and just executing and hearing it over and over and over and over and over. And, and it, you know, I, I can remember like it was yesterday when I was playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you remember that middle linebacker, Lambert? Remember him? You know, he was so ugly as a kid, he had to trick-or-treat by telephone. You understand what I'm talking about? That dude was ugly. Yeah. You took him to the beach and the tide wouldn't even come in. You understand what I'm talking about? That's just pure ugly. And 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 uh, they sent his pictures in the Ripley's Believe or Not, matter of fact, and they sent it back. You're right, we don't believe it, huh? <laughs> Enough said. But I, I I can remember calling my play. It's fourth and one, and if uh, if we succeed, we win the ball game. Minutes left in the game, and, y- y- you know, there's that part of you in that huddle that, you know, you want the quarterback to call your number. But yet, there's another part of you, well, let somebody else do it. In, in case we don't succeed, then I won't be the bad guy. You, you know, and that's a real tight place to be, but I can remember calling the name and got fortunate and made my move on all pro ham there and got loose and caught the pass and won the ball game and all that's good. But standing in front of a bunch of men or if it's a women's prison that are looking at life without totally hopeless, no life in them at all. It's a pressure that I can even I can't even put in words the joy and the privilege, coach, to stand in front of them and say, God, use me. What could I possibly say to them? Now, guys, I'm gonna be about 30 minutes and then I'm like a modern day washing machine. I turn automatically off. And so just grab with me as, as strong as you can. And, and hear what I've got to say. And, and, uh, but, you know, what, what do you say to them? What could you possibly say to them to build them up? I, I literally spent, I, I have a lot of men in, the, uh, in that particular prison that came through the Harris County Jail. I'm the director of the Harris County Jail, which is nine to 12,000 inmates every single day downtown Houston. And uh, believe it or not, last year, we this ministry, and you support this, so I'm praising this congregation because you support our ministry, uh, we, we had over 22,000 services in the jail alone just, just last year. And it's awesome. That's through our volunteers. I've got hundreds of volunteers that come in and do services, and, of course, my staff too. But, you, you know, it is saying the right thing to... When I was in Cthulhu this weekend, I, I, was, I spent a lot of time cell to cell. And, you know, just imagine this section right here with a wall all the way around it with no windows, a 10-foot ceiling, no place to look out, and, and you live there 23 hours a day. And it would drive you crazy. And to go in there and you, and you say, God... Give me that word to say. And tying it in with faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen? 
And because there's a lot of things, I mean, the important thing is that they understand what, what you're saying. And, and I think that fits anywhere. You know, there's a lot of things that we don't understand. I don't understand why you put an expiration date on sour cream. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. Huh? I, I don't understand, you know, if you try to fail and succeed, what have you done? I, I, don't, I don't know what you've done. You know, if one synchronized swimmer drowns, do the rest of them drown? I, I don't know that. But there's one thing that I do know is that the Word of God is real. And I can tell you all of these teams that are about to report, UT, the college teams, and all the pro teams, this year, pray for the Cowboys and the Texans. I'm just afraid they're going to really need a lot of prayer. You understand what I'm talking about? But to... Go over that play over and over and over and over and over. And that's what I want to do here. In Second in Peter chapter 1, from 12 through the rest of the chapter, and if you've been in church at all, all of you know this passage. You know this passage. But Peter, from verses 12 through the end of the chapter in verse 20, He goes, bottom line, he says, till I die, I'm going to go over and over and over these things so that you will not just learn how to live, but you will live. And not get caught up to false teaching and false doctrine because Peter says, because I've seen the majesty of our Lord and Savior. It's not just a story. He says, I've experienced it. And he says, so until I die, I'm going to tell you these things. And so today I want to talk real in these last few minutes, a few moments about life supplements. I get the privilege of going hunting in Alaska this at the end of August, I uh, got blessed with a trip. And, and the guy that I'm going with is just a dear friend of mine and just two of us. We don't have a guide. We don't have anything. And we're going to Alaska, and we'll hike for three days and sleep out in the middle of the woods just in a tent hunting for bear and moose. And it's very important that you hunt them. They don't hunt you. You understand what I'm saying? And so I am really working out. As hard as I have in a long time, my back surgery is finally doing great with me, and, and et cetera. And I'm really faithful every morning, getting up and, and really working out hard to be in shape to do it. And so I went to this doctor, and I said, I need the right supplements to help me. I'm 61 years old now, and it takes a whole lot more for me to get going And I need help. And he goes, well, he said, and he lined it up for me. But here's the thing. He said, Mike, these supplements without you exercising are no good. And that hit me. I can take all the supplements I want, but if all I do is sit on the sofa, it's just a waste of money. 
And this is what I want to share with you here this morning, just very quickly, is that you and I are given seven wonderful supplements for life. Starting in verse 5, it says, supplement your faith. What does that mean? First of all, you and I have to have faith. I'm not talking about this faith you hear preached on TV. You know, where if you give me none, you can have faith. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a genuine faith that goes out on the limb because that's where the fruit is. It's out there on the limb. To do a prison ministry that you live by faith because my congregation cannot support me. It's all by faith. And so the very first thing that just because we go to church, that doesn't necessarily mean we have faith. Now, you got a great chance in this church because of the great preaching and the great uh, uh, preaching through, through music. But we all have to understand, and Peter here is saying in 12 through 20, he says, I'm going to keep reminding you. I'm going to talk to you about these things. And that's what I want to do this morning, if I may have the honor. Not just take it to granted. I know that there's many of you in here, you're very, very strong, but there's a whole lot of us in this uh, sanctuary that's not. And we need to be encouraged. We need to be coached up. It's fun to coach people up. Because real preaching convicts that creates change. Doesn't condemn. That creates guilt. A real preacher in one hand will have the visible world, but in the other hand, he'll preach the invisible world. And what we need is to understand the supplements that need to help our faith because if we don't have faith, it's impossible to please God as we all know. And so all these supplements that I'm about to talk about that you've already read about, there for nothing if we don't start with faith. To tell those prisoners, I was sitting and I was talking to one prisoner last night and hearing his story from a little bitty boy abused, beaten by his dad and then his dad left and here come his wife, boyfriends and they just beat the out of him his whole life and just obviously lived in, in, in rage and he blew up and he took the life of another person and now he's got life without. And to sit there, and I mean, I literally coached, I grabbed him by his collar. I kept his nose right there close to my nose. I wanted to make sure he was hearing what I said. I wanted him to know you somebody, you God's creation. He didn't make no junk when he made you. He made you to be the head and not the tail. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And I'm here to tell every single one of you, those of you that are in this auditorium, that you've got things hidden. Today is your day of salvation. Today is your day to be set free because you are God's creation. And when he made you, he didn't make no junk with you either. 
But I told him it starts with faith. You got to have faith. God loves you. He died for you. And he thinks you're awesome. You got to have faith. God's not mad at you, but he is madly in love with you. And I told him, supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. Moral excellence. What does that mean? It just means whatever I do in life, I ask myself, is it a good ideal or is it a God ideal? The difference between a good ideal and a God ideal is one too many O's. A good ideal will get you locked up. A good ideal will make you bankrupt. But a God ideal... will always take care of you. So moral excellence is just me pausing and say, okay, God, this sounds good, but it is you, isn't you, for my life. Moral excellence and everything that I do, I'm going to do my best to uplift him. I am going to represent him. My favorite thing to watch at this time of the seasons are the fans with expectancy. They got their new jerseys on. They got the new caps on. And they're already pointing their face, already painting their face. They're just so excited. Why? Because they're not ashamed to represent. Moral excellence represents. Another supplement that we add to faith is knowledge. Knowledge means awareness. I am aware of the things that are around me. I have knowledge. This is where I want to hang out. This is where I know God is lifted up. Young people, instead of going over here, And hanging out with a group of young people that all they want to do is the world things. They want to do drugs. They want to do alcohol. And I'm going to tell you right now, adults, be alerted to bath salt. If you don't know what bath salt is, you better get knowledge. It is the worst thing in the history of America. And teenagers are knowing the effect of it immediately. It turns anybody into a wild animal and crazy. And young people today know it will do it. And they will tease their friends and get them to try it, knowing what it will happen. It's the worst thing ever in America. And you better get educated. You got to have knowledge. You got to have the awareness. Of it, I'm telling you. It's horrible. It's called bath salt. Another supplement for health, with, to add to our faith is self-control. Yeah. I've never had that problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Self-control, I can, I'll never forget when I truly got born again and I gave life, my life to Jesus Christ and, and there I am, I'm speaking on the Billy Graham crusade and, and that was an amazing honor for me to do. But 
one morning I'm heading to practice. And I'm going down Main, and there's this walk across the road there. And here comes this old fella walking across it. And I guess he thought I didn't stop quick enough. And so he purposely stops right in the middle of the road. And he was probably about as tall as this podium here. And so he finally gets off the road, and I drive past. I knew not to look in that rearview mirror. But I did. And there he is giving me the number one sign. And the devil knew that's the one thing you never did to Mike Barber. Because if you did, it was on. And sure enough, I throw my my car in park in the middle of the road. I took off running after this dude. So help me God. Self-control, my friend. Man of God. Love God with all my heart. But did I tell you I'm still under construction? (laughs) Right, big man? And his eyes was as big as, as a set of raccoon eyes looking at a set of headlights. And he recognized me real quick. And he go, oh, Mike Barber. And I looked down on him. I said, buddy, I could put you in my back pocket and forget about you for a week. I said, don't you ever do that again to me. And then all of a sudden, I caught myself and... and you know, blood was coming out of my mouth, did bite my tongue. And, and, and I said, true story, so help me. And I, and, and I said, you better be glad I'm a Christian. <laughs> so help me, coach, I did. You better be glad I'm a Christian. Because if not, I would put a whooping on you, you'd never forget. So help me God, big man. When he realized that I wasn't going to do anything, Coach, he took his backpack off, dropped it on the ground, and started saying, Come on, I ain't afraid of you. I'll take you on. You know how hard it was for me to walk away from him? And I couldn't look back. I had to keep going. And I got in my car. Why? I don't always succeed, but the bottom line is self-control. Why? Because my testimony means everything. It's a nourishment. It's a supplement to our faith. And hey, we live in a real world. Real stuff happens. And I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and I'm not trying to be funny. But if you jump on this boy, you better be pretty good. I hadn't read that far in the Bible yet. And a guy in Phoenix, Arizona on death row got right in my face. I haul off and hit your blankety, blankety, blankety. You're going to turn the other cheek. I told him, go for it. I hadn't read that far in the Bible yet.
But I'm learning as I get older that I I need self-control. Because there is a real devil out there and he's alive and he doesn't want to just hurt you. He wants to kill you and destroy you in every way. And so it is a vital supplement to your faith in God and to your walk with God is to be under self-control. We must have moral excellence and knowledge and self-control. And then the next supplement is patience. Give it to me now. Give me endurance. Give me patience. Tell a prisoner. How do you tell a prisoner, coach? How do you tell a prisoner? Just be patient. He's looking at life without. He'd been in that behind that wall for 12 years already. He gets out to eat, which is exactly 20 minutes from the time they walk out. They have to be back in that area. They may get to wreck twice a week for an hour. And most of the time, by the time they get them out there, they don't have but 10 or 15 minutes left and they bring them back in. How do you tell an inmate, be patient, have endurance? And that's how is you got to sell them on Jesus Christ, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And nothing is impossible with God. And so whatever your situation is, hey, be patient. God is at work. God is at work. It's a supplement that you and I need in our body. Another supplement is godliness, resembling having qualities of God-likeness. Lord, give me godliness, that everywhere I go, I represent him. That when I leave a crowd, they know there's something different about you. It's a nourishment, guys. If you really want to be blessed on this earth, you must pray. As I told all these prisoners, I I, I just put this message together. The Lord gave it to me about a week ago. And, and, uh, and I tell all these prisoners, I say, if you'll take these seven qualities, cause correct me coach, if it's not true, cause this is the truth. If you grab a hold of these seven qualities, these, uh, life supplements, I'm telling your life will change. It's the very thing that's holding me up. And I, like I said, I still have a long way to go. I, I will always be under construction. Always men. Amen. Listen. Especially the men in the house. We need to be the leader God called us to be. We need to be these things that Peter calls them. These things. And you'll watch what changes. Two more brotherly kindness, courtesy. Learn how to serve. When I teach leaders in prison, inmate leaders, the only subject I talk about is serving. Because when you can learn to serve others, you win. You are the champion when you learn it's not about you. I told my son, I said, son, 
I said, you preach and you live a life that if your name is never mentioned, it doesn't matter. If you'll live by that, you will have great success. Brotherly kindness is just what it says. Being kind to your brother, no matter the clothes that they have on their back. I love our church every morning. When I'm home, which is most of the time, every Sunday after church, my son goes one way, I go another way. I take three or four uh, guys that just are women that just got out of prison, and I take them, and I take them to a nice lunch. Whether I can personally afford it or not, I make it happen. I don't put them back on a bus. I drive them myself and I take them to wherever they're living. I don't drop them off at a bus center. Being brotherly kindness to serve others. And I'm just telling you, church, you take all of these life supplements and you add them to your faith. You're going to have more joy than you've ever had in your life. You're going to have more victories than you've ever had in your life. And yet you'll have setbacks, but you'll be able to overcome the setbacks better than you ever have in your life. And the last, obviously, is love. God is love and love is God. How do you love a man that killed somebody you love? I have a husband and wife on my staff. Their son, 21 years of age, a year ago, was killed by a drunk driver. I set him down. Tom, Tiki. I said, I hate to do this, but I've got to challenge you now. We preach forgiveness. Now you've got to really live it. And I challenge you to reach out to that person that took your son's life. Obviously, I can't make you, but I am praying for the strength that you will love that person Enough to show them heaven. Long story short, because of my time. Today, they've adopted that woman into their family. Got her born again. Got her filled with the Spirit. And every week, They go see her and spend time with her in prison. And they've asked now for them to drop the charges and everything so that she can come and live with them and minister together. That is love. Let me close with this. The awesome thing about this is in verse 10, it says this. So my brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really are among those God who called and chosen. Do these things. And what does the Bible say? You'll never fall. You'll never stumble. Is it possible? It has to be or it wouldn't be in the Bible. When we grab hold of these life supplements. And we really apply them into our life. 
you watch. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going through one of the most difficult times in my life right now. I, I, I admit it to you. And I thank God that I have applied these in my life more and stronger than ever before because it has held me. It's kept me. It's kept my joy. It's kept me going forward. Our ministry is in the worst that it's shape it's been in in over 15 years. But I will not stop going to the prisons because I do it by faith. And I make sure as I go, I have these supplements inside of me because only what's inside of you can come out of you. And I am moral excellence. I am knowledge. I am self-control. I am patience. I am godliness. I am brotherly kindness. I am love in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet. Come on, let's give God a great big amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about Mike Barber Ministries, please visit Proclaim.tv. And for more information about Christian Life Austin, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you.